Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. Ray, when you were, you know, you were, you were obviously rising up in the music industry, you were building your career. Was there ever a point where you felt like, oh my gosh, you know, all these people, not all these people, but there were, there were people that were, I don't want to say passing you by, but they were blowing up and having billions of views on YouTube and... It became a whole new universe. Like it wasn't record labels and Tower Records anymore. It was streaming services and YouTube and all these things. And you have big followings everywhere. But did you, was there ever a point where you felt like, gosh, I don't have a handle on what's going on in the, in the music industry. And, and did that frustrate you? Did you ever feel like left behind? Um, no, I just felt like, I felt like there was something else out there in business that I've always been in love with. So this might be a, a crazy idea, and I'm just going to throw stuff at you. But uh, Yeah, let's brainstorm. Let's do it. Yeah. None of us can get audio working anytime I use this. So it's always 100% time. I'm almost there, fellas. Oh. Yeah. Oh. There, there you go. Can you hear us, Ray? Can you hear us? Do you, do you have to turn it on? Might have to charge it. No. Hello. Do you hear it? Now. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Can you hear me? Awesome. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> James has a joke though. James, I'm gonna let James yeah. tell the joke. Ray, don't worry because uh, what I was just saying is we could send a drone six thousand miles to kill some Iranian general, <laughs> but but not once has have I ever gotten audio working when I log on to this damn software. Oh man. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm happy to get it working. Matt's going to kick my butt later. No, I'm not. He said he's going to use karate, that Canadian karate, which we know is pretty <laughs> wimpy. He's going to use that. So they don't, Matt, I was trying to tell Matt, they don't have karate in Canada. Bruce Lee came to LA, not Canada. <laughs> no, Bruce Lee went to San Francisco. Oh. San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Then he switched his mind. Yeah. So Ray, oh, how's man. it going? How are you doing? It's going good. It's going good, man. I'm I'm working. I'm quarantining. I got you know two kids under two, um, but but it's all good, man. I'm I'm having a good time. I'm happy I got the sound together, man. It's I was I was working. I was hustling, you know, trying to make it right. I'm happy to be on. Believe me, this happens every time. Really, it's no it's no deal. But how's how's things going? Like, is your you know. I know you've had a lot of volatility in, in life recently and how are you 
taking care of yourself? Everything has been good. You know, business is doing well, um, you know, unbelievably through through this, you know, pandemic that's going on. But um, as far as Raycon is concerned with my earbuds and my headphones, things are going real good. Um, you know, you know, prayers out to everybody that's going through what they're going through um, in the time that we're having now. Um, and for us, you know, we've just been trying to stay positive, um, just, you know, keep a positive energy going and, you know, just work through whatever problems are in our way, you know? Yeah, I think it's really important because this these pandemics and, and everybody's thrown off their routine. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and and that stresses the mind, it stresses the body, and there's little explosions that happen that you don't realize. And it's important to kind of everybody puts it in perspective. That exactly. like I try to remind myself whenever I'm uh, you know anxious right now is that okay, my I'm going we're all going through something and we just have to take a step out of our body for a second just to just to deal with it. Yep. And not get yep. absorbed by it. Yep, that's right. That's right. You just got to stay positive and just stay on the up and up. Um no matter what, it is what it is and and you know, as soldiers, as people that don't stop, we just got to keep going and stay positive. And Ray, you haven't stopped since you were Sinbad's son <laughs> in nineteen ninety five or whenever it yeah. was. Yeah. Like you've been you you've you've been acting, sing of course you're you're well known as, you know, a brilliant singer and you've done so many collaborations with other great artists and you've sold so many albums. Uh you've been an an actor and you now you're you've been in the past several years, you've been an entrepreneur. By the way, that scoot e bike is amazing. I've been riding, I, you know, I'm supposed to be in quarantine right now. I've been riding up all over Manhattan, downtown <laughs> right. and uptown in the, in the scooty bike. Everyone's, everyone's catching my eye on the street. Uh, like when, well, we'll get into your career in a second, but just right. what, what's your relationship with the scooty bike? And also, uh, Matthew, uh, Clayton, right. Is on, is on the podcast as well. Matthew, welcome. You're the CEO of loop, which has done a deal with Ray to, with the scooty bike and, and other Ray electronics. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, both of you guys, Matt and Ray. Yes. Thank you, James. Thank you. And so, Ray, how did you come up with the, the best bike on the planet? Uh, well, thank you, man. Um, I've, I've always uh, wanted to be a part of the Green Initiative. About 10 years ago was when I really started to hit the ground running. And I ran up on a, an e-bike. We put the brand behind it. We put the name behind it. We put our heart and soul behind it. And as you just go back, if you Google Scooty Bike, you'll see how many people have supported the brand from P. Diddy to Justin Bieber to uh, the NFL to the NBA and so on and so forth. And for me, as I got it to a certain level, um, I needed I needed that extra push. Now I needed to go all the way to the top. And the only way to do that is to find the right partners. And that's where Luke came in and they really, really took it to the next level with the engineering, the telematics, the digital dashboard system that they have now. You know, it it is really just taking Scooty Bike somewhere where I didn't even think it was going to go. So I'm happy that, you know, I sold it to Loop. And now we are about to make fireworks in 2020 with so many new ideas that Matt and the team have. That's great. I mean, again, uh, uh, it was it's such a smooth ride. And I was very excited. It was easy to put together. It wasn't really anything. And just turned it on and started cruising around outside. So it's exciting. And I want to talk about what your, what your plans are for it. Um, but I just want to get a little bit of, uh, background. Obviously the world knows you as 
Ray J, the singer, uh, you 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 were born into a family of singers. Your dad was a, a gospel singer. Your sister, Brandy, of course, has sold 40 million copies of her albums. Shout out what, to Brandy. Yeah, shout out to Brandy. And uh, you're, you're all on Moesha, and you've been on a ton of shows. You, you grew up in a different way than people grow up typically. Like, you didn't grow up in a suburb going to junior high school, getting beat up by the bullies and then going to high school and then, and so on. Like what, what happened? You guys moved from, you were born in Mississippi, you moved to California. What happened? Um, we started out acting. Um, I started out um, doing the Sinbad show. Like you said, you took it all the way back to 95. And my sister started out on a show called Thea. And then from there, she uh, released her uh, self-titled album and it, it sold about 5 million copies. And, um, and that's when everything started to change. Um, and we, you know, we started to move into a different phase in our life um, with Brandy just going, you know, to the next level. For me, I've always been independent um, with all of the music that I've put out from One Wish, which is now revamped itself now. If you Google Ray J and One Wish, it's one of the top TikTok songs now. And I put that song out 10 years ago. Um, well, actually 15 years ago. Wow, I'm getting old. Um, but I've always been independent with everything I've done. So I've just taken all of the stuff that I've learned with running, you know, my label and, you know, just my independent music and I've taken it and I put it into the tech world and I've created these new marketing strategies and these new templates that I feel are unmatched in my own world um, in the strategic marketing play. And, you know, it's been working. God has been good to have us, you know, still here today, surviving, being successful, you know, you know, 20 years, you know, ago is when I started and I'm still here. So God is good, man, for real. Yeah. And, and I really am impressed with the, the constant streak of independence, whether it's with the music or the, uh, uh, collaborations you did. And, and, and now this being an electronics entrepreneur and your, your deal with loop, like your label knockout, did you ever consider Did you start out with another label? Like, uh, you know, many artists did, including Snoop Dogg, your, your, your cousin started out from label to label and, and, and so on. Yeah. Well, I started out at Atlantic. Um, I got a deal from Electra and then I went to Atlantic. Um, and that's where I learned to just go independent. I had this song called wait a minute, uh, featuring little Kim, uh, Pharrell produced a song and that was right before Pharrell and the Neptunes really kicked it off. But I really believed in him. He believed in me. Um, and we worked well together and we had this song called wait a minute. And it was everything to me. And I told the label, listen, you, you know, you don't even have to give me a budget. Just give me a van. Let me go out and promote this all over the world and I'll bring back home a hit. And I did that for them. And um, and that's when I learned that um, I could do it myself, with, you know, with, with the right amount of money and a real strong team that believes in me. As long as we go out and build it from the ground up and really work this thing and believe in this thing and have the passion um, that we know it can work. Um, it can happen. And so that song took off and it was my first hit record. Um, and then Pharrell and the Neptunes went on to just do amazing things. And from there, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go independent. I'm going to put this same strategy behind everything I do. Um, and as long as we believe and have the right team and have the right strategy, we can win. And um, that's when it all kicked off for me. So tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about the strategy conceptually. Like what are the components? Like, you know, then you started your own label, you started Knockout, you started doing all sorts of ventures. Then you started going big into also, you know, spreading your brand through appearances on very successful reality TV shows, which allowed you then to have a, a good, uh, be a good influencer once you started getting into entrepreneurship. So 
what what was the beginning? Like, what's your, what was the core strategy when you started Knockout? Like, what was your philosophy that brought it all together? Uh, well, for me, it was it was really working the record in every state, every city, building our relationships with DJs, with program directors, and really showing them how much we cared about the record and how hard we were willing to work for it. And I think you take that same energy and that same uh, that, that same belief, and you go state to state. You know, and you really bond with everybody from the fans to the people controlling radio. And, um, you know, from there, it's all about the fans. If they love the song, they're going to support it. And so for me, I was lucky to have those songs that really connected with people. And from there, they supported it and they called in and they bought it and it started to be successful in a, in a you know, in an arena where independent music is hard to do. And so we were able to, you know, crack the code um, and really continue to build it and, you know, now we're in tech and it's, it's having the same effect. And what, what do you think the, what do you think the code was that, that, that you cracked? Like, I mean, you really stood out with other, against other R and B singers. And then you did a lot of collaborations with, with rap and so on. Like what was, what was the code for you? I think it's just having great product and then also showing people how hard you're willing to work for the product and how, how, how you believe in and how passionate you are in what you're selling or you're promoting. And if it's honest and if it's real and if it's good at the same time, uh, it, magic can happen. And I think that's what happened. I think that's the code, great product, belief, hard work, nonstop, nonstop until it works. Um, that's what I believe in. And so from there, things have started to unfold and we got a long way to go, but um, I think we're off to the races. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and again, you're always, what's, what's great is you haven't been afraid to pivot at different points. Like again, going in, to reality, then going into electronics. And we're, we're going to talk about all of that. Was there ever a point where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm 27 years old and I don't know, it feels over. Like people are not buying the music as much. The music industry is changing. I'm, I don't quite get this streaming thing. The record stores are gone. Radio play is gone. Was there ever a point where you were kind of discouraged like oh i'm gonna have to go on celebrity big brother and live in a house with a bunch of people i don't like right <laughs> right um you know for me there's been a lot of times where i felt like it was time to to, to switch up and 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 change the narrative and what we were doing um i've always tried to look into the future um whether it was getting on reality shows before everybody started to now you see how big the electric bike industry is um, and we literally put brought that to America eight, nine years ago. And so for people to, 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 to adapt to what we do and we catch on fast, for me, it's just about seeing what's next and catching on and not being afraid to move into the next phase. And so we've always done that. And, um, and God is good for real. So what was, what was your first exposure to the, the Scoot e-bike, which the, how do you call it? Scoot e-bike? Scoot e-bike. Yep. Yeah. Scoot e-bike. S-C-O-O-T-E-bike. Yeah, uh, yeah. what, what was your first exposure to it? Like what, what happened? Well, um, I, at first the hoverboards came out and, um, everybody went crazy for the hoverboards, but the safety be behind the hoverboards really, it just wasn't right. Everybody was falling. Everybody. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Mike Tyson video, but it was, you know, once I seen that, I just felt like there was something else out there that could be electric, that was safer, that people really could ride on a day to day. And, um, and we came up on the Scooty bike and there were so many different, you know, styles of the bike. But um, the one that we, we really, really just connected with was the K1. 
And um, from there, we just started to upgrade it and, and make it our own and put, put our extra, you know, our extra coolness into the bike. Um, and that was just me by myself. That's before I got with Loop. But now that that Loop has taken over, I mean, the bike is even now it's on a whole nother level and we have bigger bikes and we have a new engineering system and we have new telematics. And so from what I've started with the bike and now to where it is, oh, man, it's next wave. And, and I thank Matt and everybody for doing that because you guys have really just taken this thing to the next level, man. Thank you. You're like, Matt, when, when you um, first encountered Ray and this bike, what, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? Well, first of all, I think he's too kind because he, he was and is the brains behind this unit and this product. When I first saw it, you know, I always, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but when I see something and I dig it that much, I know there's a pretty good chance my friends are going to dig it. And when I saw that unit, I just went, come on. Like this is this is something that everyone can really enjoy. Now there is many things to think about with a product like Scooty Bike because of the different rules and regulations around e-bikes and and how we look at e-bikes and bike lanes and on the road and helmet no helmet. So we kind of really looked at it and uh, I was just really excited because you know if we look at where we're going in the bike industry. They are now up to 60 to 70% of every bicycle sale in the United States is an e-bike now. And it is, it, it is here to stay. I mean, this is getting seniors out. This is getting people who wouldn't go on a bike out because of the assist. And they can still get some cardio in and some workout in. But the assist on the bicycles is changing the game for everyone. And I think it's fantastic. A scooty bike, when I saw it fold up, and I realized that we had this 45 pound unit that you could hold and fold up and hang onto a boat or hang in your garage or hang in your condominium and that it had that kind of versatility. And then for me, it was the music because when I put the Bluetooth on and I had the speaker going and I'll never forget riding down this beachway on the coast of Canada here, flip flops, I did have a helmet on and shorts on, and I had, I'll tell you, I had Post Malone on, and I was on this thing. Is that is that sacrilegious, Ray? Po yeah, is, is, yeah is no, he, I ain't. Is he on the other side? Nah, hey, it's you know. all good. It's all, all right. good. Ride out, ride out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I tell you, but where I'm going with this is, you know, uh, there was a very large gathering of people uh, that were all intense, and they were uh, playing games and doing different stuff, barbecuing. And I looked over and every single person was staring at me and because they didn't really know what it was because uh, they didn't see me pedaling on the pedals. They just saw the throttle and saw me moving at a good pace. And it wasn't me standing up on a scooter. So they couldn't really process what was that. But it really is a knee assisted cycle that we have the pedals on and that we we built it this way. So really what you have is a sit-down scooter that is much safer to ride than being on a stand-up scooter, which are not that easy to ride and also limits people. So I guess the answer for me is I just looked at it when this is something that consumers are going to have fun on and um, we need to get it to people. Ray had seeded the market so well 
with celebrities and athletes and influencers and you know their excitement is there and they see things every day so i knew that once we could bring this make a few modifications to it we really had something james but okay so let's talk about that so ray you got a lot of people you knew uh, to ride the to, to have the bike to ride it you know snoop dogg diddy like you mentioned these football teams and so on what sort of effect did you see from that do do influencers in fact have an effect on product sales um they do they do um and this was you know this was years ago i think now they've created a new business around it a new business model um for influencers uh when i started out with the scooty bike it was still kind of like the um the wild wild west so you know um all of the the, the celebrities really just wanted a bike so what I did was I just customized, you know, three, four hundred bikes for every celebrity that I thought would like it. And I just had my team drop it off to everybody. And they, you know, they let them in their houses. Um, I pulled up to certain sets. I pulled up to concerts. I really just kind of worked this thing from the ground up. But when they saw the bike, they connected with it. And um, I never asked them to post anything. You know, they just did it on their own in their day to day life. And that's what made it cool, because just watching them on a product that we 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 put together was just was more fulfilling than anything and i and i kind of got a rush and i didn't want to stop and so you see steph curry justin bieber post malone um i mean the list goes on and on i just i just i when i caught that wave i wanted to surf the wave until until i couldn't surf it anymore and um i think that's just the love of the bike it's a really good bike it's a really 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 good product and it's, it's something that i think people can use especially now um, in their day-to-day -day life once everything gets back up and running for real. Yeah, because you look at, for instance, I'm in, in New York City, I don't ride a car, and people are going to be a little bit more reluctant, I think, to ride a cab even because there's all these fears now of there's a little, there's going to be a lot more social isolation. Absolutely. And so, so if you're not in a cab, and, and very few people in New York City drive cars, this is actually a great alternative you could, and by the way, there's anti-stealing features in it. You can't, it's hard to it's steal. alarm, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, the alarms, uh, yeah, we triggered the alarm. The entire building thought we were having a <laughs> coronavirus attack. And uh, so, so uh, it, it, it's great. I could see in urban areas, I could see delivery, although it's a high-end price point for delivery people. But where do you see kind of next next moves in market for this as you're thinking about it? Yeah, Matt, you want to take that? Yeah, for sure. So we we are going to deploy a direct-to-consumer model. Uh, we think it's the best model for us right now online. And we'll be working uh, next month uh, with Amazon uh, to go direct out to market uh, to, get the, to get the product in front of the most eyeballs and get direct-to-consumer, James. Matt, can I ask you a question? I'm sorry if I interrupt, but you say you're going to work with Amazon. Uh, does that mean you're just going to list it on Amazon or are you going to use, are you calling Amazon on the phone and saying, Hey, can we, what can we do to make this stand out? Or what, what does it mean working with Amazon? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we have been admitted into the Launchpad program. Um, and that is because of Ray's success with Raytronics and Raycon and everything he's done. That's a premium brand and a premium seller. So they were very interested in working with us on Scooty Bike uh, because of Ray's success. So what that means, James, is just look at it like a toolbox. I, I like analogies. So, you know, if James comes to Amazon and said, I want to sell teacups, 
I got great teacups. Well, that's great. And they may list you and you may be listed on Amazon and you may work with them and you may have a storefront, but there could be a thousand other vendors as yeah. well. And it's very challenging uh, right. with, with Launchpad um, because it's a celebrity backed driven product. Uh, we get a team that's dedicated to us. We get many tools in the toolbox as far as video features, specials that we can run. So it really gets the product out in front of, of, of people who are visiting Amazon day to day. So we, we, we start with them actually in June, right to their fulfillment centers. And also what we will do is we'll run uh, our own websites that we're currently running and we can do direct to consumer sales via online as well. And when retail makes sense, we can potentially look at it. But I think right now this will be the best business model for us, James. What, what about, what about also uh, partnering with, you know, ride sharing or, you know, in New York city, we have these city bikes or, you know, in some cities there's Lyme, some cities there's bird. We, uh, what about partnering with them or say, or, you know, you could even white label and say, Hey, if anybody wants to start a ride sharing company, they can use our bikes and we'll cater and design for that right ride sharing, you know, almost like you could say, we're going to make a company in a box. If you want to start a ride sharing company, we've got the whole setup and logistics and everything for you. Yeah, absolutely. So James, we have two products. Obviously we're talking about the Scooty bike product right now, but our our full loop size product is a, a fully licensed scooter um, that in the state of New York, you would, you would be wearing a helmet. You would have a driver's license. It has a longer range, a faster speeds. It is a full motor vehicle in the road under the rules uh, and laws of the streets. And it is designed with our app that Ray's helped us uh, put together for loop to be a true ride sharing app. So simply put, you can locate a scooter from your phone. You can open the scooter from your phone. You can book the scooter from your phone with the pin pad. You can take it from point A to point B, and then you can finish your trip and then you can zero out and the payments happened uh, by the kilometer or by the mile or by the minute. We can choose how we're actually using the charging and the metrics for charging the consumer. So we have that available now. Um, and with the Scooty bike, um, we could pivot into that as well. It could be a unit that could be used for ride share, but we do think that there'll be more of a consumer demand for it uh, as a daily use and something that you own as something that you would just use on a, a day-to-day basis, say per hour, James. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think like what other features are you thinking of adding to the bike? Like clearly it's so thought out. It's a, It's just I can't stop repeating it enough. It's just a beautiful design and, and, you know, other features like the speaker system and the cruise control and the anti-stealing, um, you know, it's almost hard to think what else you can add to it, but I'm sure there's, there's ideas you have. Yeah. Ray, you want to take that? I mean, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Ray. Um, you know, what, what makes the new Scooty bike really cool. Um, when I started, we didn't have the pedals on it. Right. And Matt stressed that the pedals would make it universal. And now that we have the pedals on the Scooty bike, I mean, it is the icing on the cake. I mean, now you can ride it anywhere. It is it is legal everywhere now because the pedals make it a bike and an an e-bike. And before it was just an electric bike. So there were different rules and different regulations in different places. But now that we put the icing on the cake. Um, with the pedals, I think now it's just upgrading every every year, every six months. We just make the bike yeah. better. It's like buying a 1995 Mercedes Benz or buying a 2020. You know, the upgrade 
has to happen. So every day we're trying to find new ways to upgrade it. But with the pedals on it, the icing is on the cake now. It's just getting better and better and just upgrading the bike. But I think so, we got it. So Ray, let me ask you, like, what if we take the bike and how, what's the top speed of the bike? Well, now with the pedals, see, without the pedals, you only can get up to 19 before you need, before it becomes a moped. But now with the pedals, the speed of it, it it's unlimited if, depending on how fast you pedal, you know, and the assist gives you, you know, more push. Um, so if you can go as fast as you want, as fast as you can pedal, you know, and that's what makes this different from the uh, the original Scooty bike without the pedals, because then you only could reach 19 miles per hour um, before you would have to now make it a moped. So it's unlimited. So yeah. this might be a, a crazy idea, and I'm just gonna throw stuff at you. Yeah, let's but, brainstorm, uh, let's do it. Yeah, what if we put a cover on the whole bike and now it's like this mini one person electric car and boom, you just beat out Tesla for one billionth the price. <laughs> James, crazy. James, we just need your support. So let's move That's on crazy. it. Let's do it. <laughs> James, I would, no. write that, I would write that car. Okay. Well. I'm, not, I'm not even legally allowed to drive and I would drive that car. <laughs> nice. James, if but we have your support, like, we're, we're there. So, and then here's another thing. I'm, I'm going to spend some time in Key Biscayne off of Miami and, you know, Key Biscayne, everybody drives around in these golf carts and also there's the water all around. This is going to sound crazy, but I've seen golf carts that do this. What if, and this is even better for the scooty bike, you could have the wheels turn into, um, when it senses water, turn into jet skis so you could go in the water. Ooh. So you can drive from the road into the water. See, now, now, James, the only problem now is we've got to ask Elon to come on because we just might need some help <laughs> with the technology. But, He's a punk. I can do it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can do it. We're all you can in. Do it. Ray and We're I are all, all in. in. Well, That's James, why. I, James, I was going to say just on the scooty bike, um, a, a couple things that Ray and I have been talking about. So in the United States and in Canada, you are governed by how fast they can go and the speed of the motor um, to, to stay in regulation. So that's about 19 to 20 miles an hour in the U.S. and about 30 kilometers an hour in Canada. Um, the pedals, the reason that we feel these pedals help, it's more psychological that if you're going, say, very slow or you're just kind of coasting along, you're in control. Everyone understands bike pedaling from, you know, young adults to forward. So you can balance, you can pedal, you can go slow, you can control it. That was the first thing. The, the second thing is, is we went to a more powerful motor to make sure that heavier people, uh, I'm a couple hundred pounds, six foot three, and you know, I want to be able to go on it and go up a hill and it can, it can hold me. It can, it can, it can take me anywhere I need to go. The one area that Ray and I have talked about is should we go to a larger size? So should we look at doing a bigger frame? with a little bit of a bigger unit, could be six inches longer, six inches taller for taller people um, and have two models uh, from a frame size. That might be one thing that we take a look at, but what we've done is we've created something that's powerful enough, plugs in and has great range, foldability so it can be stored away and it's smooth and fun and you've got the entertainment aspect to it. You know, and I just think that we've got something that people will just enjoy. And as long as uh, the product holds up and meets their demands, I think we're in, good, we're in a good place and we'll innovate for sure. You know, you know, you know the reason I'm, I'm thinking these things is one way to maybe find a new audience, because since you're doing direct-to-consumer and you're not doing kind of these large-scale 
distribution deals with, with anybody. It might be interesting to to think of some new component, maybe even uh, a social media component so that while you're riding around, you see something that's nice, you, you click a button and boom, it goes on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you want and whatever. And then put this idea on Kickstarter along with Ooh. the bike. And so now Kickstarter is this interesting way to allow the crowd to feel like they're part of the development of something. Now they don't, they, and you, they don't get any equity or anything, but they, you set awards like, okay, we're going to get uh, some albums from Ray J signed. That's the first award. And then, oh, you know, the second award is, you know, whatever your name is on your, goes on your bike and, and, and on and on and on. But that's a kind of a good way to kind of seed an, uh, uh, an initial audience of passionate consumers that love the next generation of this and it just mm -hmm. might be a, a food for thought putting on kickstarter like that that's how a lot of you know games like um you know like the oculus rift which is a vr helmet and it's sold to facebook for two billion dollars that started off as a kickstarter project wow yeah wow so that's an interesting thing if you're thinking of your as you begin to think of the next model and what features and the fact that ray you're so big on social media and you know your your songs are big on TikTok. maybe there's some way to that you really get get that audience and there's tens of millions of people in that in that universe no that's right that's right man we need you we need you in the room every week with us man come on yeah i'll, I'll do it i i yeah. I, I, I love the bikes so. can we do this every tuesday this would be fantastic yeah yeah for real. that that we no problem jay note it down jay, <laughs> <the> engineer <laughs>I have to say, Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm going to watch some rocket launches. I'm going to, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, I always realize, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb, I could be making money on that right now by hosting and and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there. And it's an it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The famous Abraham Lincoln quote says, good things come to those who wait. I wonder, did he really say that? Jay, did he really say that? Can you look that up? Regardless of who said it, that's only part of the quote. The full quote is, Good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Well, if you're a business owner and want the best people on your team, the same applies. And listen, I've interviewed 1,500 people now and a lot of entrepreneurs. I can safely say the one thing consistent among all entrepreneurs and CEOs, the, the successful ones, is that it's all about the people you surround yourself. You, if you hire well, you're going to have a great business. 
And, you know, thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring. So you find qualified candidates fast. This is so important, and I, I want you to try it. You could try it as a potential employer or employee. You could try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I will tell you that I signed up on ZipRecruiter as a potential employee. You know, I just wanted to see how it works. And right away, it started matching me with really amazing potential employers. So give it a try at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Yo, it looks like you're in space in outer space right now. Yeah, no, I ha- I was doing another video earlier, so I had to throw up this uh, space thing. Um, wow, it but, looks like uh, you're in the like in the like in the like out of the galaxy, like in a whole another planet. And I got my 1980s arcade game over there in the corner. Nice, so Defender and and Sweet. Joust, so popular <laughs> arcade games. But nice. so 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 Ray, you were you were kind of doing lots of different things. Like, you know, you were coordinating your songs, you were doing the the reality shows, you started to be an entrepreneur. What made you kind of say, hey, you know what? I need to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. Like, were you influenced by people around you or what What were you thinking? Um, I was I was riding on a tour bus uh, promoting a song and um, I was just spending a lot of time doing a lot of stuff, you know? And I was, I was just, I just came to a point where I said, you know, some of this money that I'm making um, just getting paid for my time and my skill um, has to amount to something. I need to start investing into something that um, that would be profitable for generations to come. And um, and that's when I just started to think about uh, what could I invest in. And um, and again, I believe that if you go the way the wind blows and you don't fight against the wind, magical things happen. Um, and that's when the Scooty Bike came about. Um, and listen, I put all of my money behind the Scooty bike. Uh, before I sold it to Loop, um, I was almost down to my last. And I just, I felt like something was gonna change. Um, you know, I mean, it's not it's, it's, it's not cheap having a, a, an electric bike company and putting all of your own money into it. And I felt like if I just had the right team, if I had the right engineers, if we had the right CEO to really just take this thing where it needs to go, um, blessings would happen. And then all of a sudden loop came and, um, you know, I didn't hesitate. Um, the deal was great. And it was something that I felt, you know, God was talking to me about it and he said, do it. And I did it. And, um, we're here now and we're here for the long term, for the long haul. We want to pump this thing year after year until we get it to where we need it to go. So and I'm just happy you, to have you, a good team. 
were you scared at that point when you were kind of, when you felt like you were down to your last dollar yeah. and you didn't know what was going on? Like what how do you how do you deal with that fear? Like a lot of entrepreneurs go through this where you're not you're never really sure something's gonna work out and you don't know like what's gonna happen if you are down to that last dollar. Like I don't know for you if you could just say, Hey, I'm just gonna go on tour and I'll make it all back or like what was what was going through your head? Yeah, that came to mind and I felt like I would have to just go back to my day to day routine and um and make it back. But I mean I was I was, you know, two million dollars in, um, and you know, I was a little nervous. Um, but I felt like, you know, if I just kept pushing, um, something would happen. I mean, I'm I'm almost down to my last last. And then all of a sudden I had a meeting with a beer at the Soho house and he he felt like I would be a great addition to this new ride sharing deal he was putting together and um and right then I said whoa this might be it I mean to try to compete with you know um Lyft and and Uber when they came out with all of the bikes I mean I had three bike I had three rental companies on Venice Beach and we were getting killed every day with the new bike sharing way it was it was happening so I needed to be in that space it wasn't easy to find, you know, engineers and a team like Loop, but um, I just fought through, and now we're strong. We're real strong, and with all of the abilities I can do in marketing, and with what they bring to the table, from the engineering to the new telematics to just their their whole new strategy on how to promote and market this thing, we can win. We can, and we will. What do you What do you guys mean by telematics? Oh, the the new the new Loop dashboard is is something that's out of this world. Matt, you could break it down for him on that. Yeah, so James, when when Ray's talking about our telematics, he's now speaking to the full-size loop scooters and, and the system that we have built into the electric scooter that works with the app that we've also designed in Android and iOS so that you can locate scooters, book scooters, use them in and out of your businesses for clients, for customers, uh, and that are working with a fleet management system so you have control of where your fleet is, where it's going, how it's being used, and you can run diagnostics on it as well. So we really have two sides to our business. One is the full-size loop scooter. The other is the direct-to-consumer scooty bike. And then we will eventually start to move into electric vehicles as well, uh, as uh, that's where the company is going inside of transportation of goods and services. So we fully expect to be into vehicles uh, in 2021. And we'll also be looking at other e-bike type uh, um, assets that could fit well into our portfolio. Yeah, because again, it does seem like if you take the technology you've developed for the elect, you know, electric side of this, it's such a smooth ride, and you, you know, you have this vehicle that that's faster, that's car-like speeds or mo motorcycle-like speeds. What is the difference between that and you know a high-end Tesla, where you know it's just it's it's basically just an electric motor with the hood on it. Like you put two of these scooters together, put the hood over, you have another seat, you know, is there a lot of engineering involved? I mean, I'm describing something that's engineering intensive, but I sort of feel like with a hammer and some nails, you could do it. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of really interesting options. So when you look at scooters, you know, then you, when you look at the uh, environment of using scooters, mean we're outside in the elements. So we look at cities that have snowfall, rainfall. We look at uh, places like Hawaii, where you've got you know 365 days a year of riding and different areas. So um, for us, it's a matter of, can we build out solutions for people in parts of the country where the weather isn't great all year round? Could they still use a scooter? 
you know, in Europe, we don't see that hesitation. Rain, uh, cold, they're using scooters year-round, where North Americans are a little bit uh, more reserved in that area about when they'll use them in what areas. But we've been looking at some different covers to the scooters that can keep them out of the, keep the driver out of the rain. Uh, they do use them over in Europe, and they do use them in Asia. So rain, I'll be looking at that as well. How many scooters are out there right now? So we have uh, 110 uh, operating right now in Beirut. Uh, Lebanon was the very first uh, city uh, that Loop launched into, and they've been used there for over two years now in a ride-sharing application. And we have 300 uh, scooters here in North America. 110 of those are going down to California, and the other ones will be kept here uh, up here in Canada. And how many Scooty bikes uh, sold? Scooty bikes. So we just went through, uh, well, Ray had, uh, had already seeded the industry with about four to 500. Uh, we did an initial run of 150 with the pedals to test out the market, get them into consumers' hands and get some feedback. Uh, that's gone extremely well. And uh, we, we order these in, in sets of 252 to 500 at a time. And, uh, and that fits a full 40 cube container. So the next shipment comes actually next week. That'll go uh, directly out into the market into uh, our partners with Amazon once we're ready to launch. That's great. And so, so Ray, when you were, you know, you were, you were obviously rising up in the music industry. Uh, you, were, you were building your career. Was there ever a point where you felt like, oh my gosh, you know, all these people, not all these people, but there were, there were people that were, I don't want to say passing you by, but they were blowing up and having billions of views on YouTube. And, you know, they were a little like Justin Bieber's age or younger, and it became a whole new universe. Like it wasn't record labels and tower records anymore. It was streaming services and YouTube and all these things. And you have big followings everywhere, but did you, was there ever a point where you felt like, gosh, I don't have a handle on what's going on in the, in the music industry. And, and did that frustrate you? Yeah, not really. I've always been able to adapt. Um, and me being independent, I've always been able to, to, uh, you know, sell records and then, you know, see money coming back on my own system. Right. Um, sometimes when you're signed to these majors, um, you know, you don't really know how much money's being made or, um, how much money's being passed through, um, the whole system with me, I've always been in control. So I've just been able to like always create a plan and try to convert what I invest. That's the most important to me is put up money and try to convert it into something that, that can make me money back, um, and be profitable for whoever invested with me. That's the most important. Um, and so I've, I've been able to move and shift and shake. I'm like Muhammad Ali in the game. You know, if it, if it's not popping here, let me shake on to reality. Let me go from reality to tech. Let me go from tech to bike sharing, from bike sharing to earbuds and headphones. Um, but I've always known to always have a strong team that are great at everything business has to offer. So I can't do everything. Um, and that's why we have a great CEO like Matt, you know, running loop because, you know, he has the plan. I'm ready to attack from the market inside and all the rest of the guys are doing what they do. And if everybody's doing their job, um, success can happen and it will happen. I mean, you ever feel like, did you ever feel in the past, like, you know, from your success and your, uh, you know, generosity with the artists you work with, some of them went on to become very big. Did you ever feel, uh, and you're, again, you're a huge artist as well, but did you ever feel like left behind? Um, no, I just felt like, I felt like there was something else out there in business that I've always been in love with. 
Um, and again, I love performing um, and I love doing music, but um, building companies is more of my passion. And so with all the relationships that I have with these guys who are on top in music, um, for me to come back to them, for me to come back to them and, and showcase my product and they support it and love it and, 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 and post it and show the world that we got something good, you know, that's what matters. So if they're dominating on this side, you know, let's find another way to dominate in another space. And I've you guys should have a, like that. you guys should throw a race on, uh, with, with the bike, the Scooty bike. I know, like, you know what? Steph Curry did that with his wife and they raced the Scooty bike for pink slips for, um, for pink slips for cars or something like that. But I thought about that. We should do something like that. Keep it safe, but make it fun. I will be. Yeah. Great. James, would you enter? Yeah, I'm in. Okay. okay I'm, you're gonna, in. I'm well, a daredevil. Gonna, okay. Well, we're going to hold, we're going <laughs> to, we will have to do our first New York race then and we'll uh, maybe we'll have all the proceeds go towards something that's all special to us and let's get some fun people and we'll have a race out in New York City. So let's let's make this happen. Let's put that into reality this summer. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm count me in. Yeah. And and you know, and again, uh just I know I'll respect your time. I know you guys are, are busy guys, but if Ray, if someone was gonna enter the music industry now, what would they do? What would you advise them to do? You know, the music industry is tricky now because it's 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 so fast. I mean, people um, are ready for the next song. You know, two weeks after you release a single, and in the past, you know, you can you can let a single go for six months or eight months before you move on to the next one. So, I just think you have to you know have some young people around you that know the game, that know what's hot. So you keep some youngsters around and um, and you build a team around people who can make sure you get all the exposure you can get because views and numbers is what people are looking at right now in the music game. You know, if you got 3 million views on your video, then more people will um, go and look at it. Um, so, you know, it's a numbers game. It's also, you know, good music and, 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 um, and good style. But for me, it's a numbers game. So make sure you got your numbers right. And how, how do you get your numbers right? I mean, obviously a good song. A good song, a good team, a good digital marketing team is always the best to have in any business right now, um, especially if you're selling music or you're going D to C with any product, a digital marketing squad that can really make people see the product day to day and really drill it inside of their brains that this is the product that you should get over and over. I think those are the teams people should be looking after. Like, would they... What what would they do? Would they contact other influencers and say, "Hey, do some dances to this song on TikTok, or use this in your YouTube video?" Or yeah, I think I think it's you know if if it's influencers that you're focusing on, then you focus on the biggest influence squad. You know, it's like if you're doing gaming, you should try to find Face Clan because they're the hottest gaming clan out. Or if you're going with um you know TikTok influencers, they got a crew called Hype House who's popping, who has all the top. TikTok influencers. So I think it's really just finding out the right teams in different spaces to uh, connect with and then also making sure you have a budget um, that can handle all the needs that you want. Yeah. Or, you know, you just made me think with gaming, uh, you could take, you could imagine a game inserting the Scooty bike into the game. Like Paperboy. So I don't know. Is that a game, Paperboy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's an old. You know, you guys don't remember Paperboy? He he had he used to throw the like paper in each. It's, yeah. it's a really it's an old game. But you can imagine that, or like, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Now we got the Scooty bike. Hopping on the Scooty bike and Grand Theft Auto's hot. I like it. Yeah, 
I like I'll it a lot. You, James, I'll tell you, my little eight-year-old, uh, first thing he said to me, he said, Dad, do you think we can get a scooty bike into Fortnite? And Ooh, I said, oh, yeah. I said, wouldn't that be Scooty cool? Scooty bike on Fortnite. So how do we make that happen? Because that would be ultra cool. But absolutely, I'd love it. Yeah. So, okay. So, Ray, putting your, your marketing hat on, because you're, you're you know that whole influencer world. How would you get the Scooty bike on Fortnite? Well, we got to find out who knows people at Fortnite and then make the calls and make the calls every day until we find until we find out how we can get the green light, you know, make some Fortnite bikes, pull up to Fortnite office, wherever it is, fly in and wait outside until the man comes and then pitch the idea right there on the spot. That's from like the guerrilla marketing side. There's other ways to approach it. But, um, you know, if you just really want to go in from uh, from the ground up, then sometimes that's what it takes to really connect the dots. Or know? maybe a contest on TikTok also where you everybody's got to make TikTok videos with the scooty bike. Whoever gets the most views gets some kind of prize. Like, you know, Ray, you show up at their birthday party, do a concert, whatever, and and do do TikTok stuff with them or whatever it is. Hey, listen, whatever it takes, we get it done. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, look, congratulations on the bike. I've used it. My whole family's used it now. I couldn't, I couldn't, take it away from my daughters. They grabbed it out. Of, as soon as I stopped, they grabbed it away from me and we're just cruising around. Fortunately, there's nobody on the streets in New York City because we're all supposed to be locked indoors. Yeah. So we were just cruising around on the scooty bike all over the place. Probably we all caught coronavirus at the same time. No. And no, no, we, we didn't. It's it's gone from here by now, hopefully. But uh, uh, it's a great bike. And, you know, thank you so much for, for sending it over and, um, Look, I really appreciate talking to you guys and let me know. I'm really interested like how I could help ever. I'm I'm happy to help or brainstorm or or anything. That's my forte is I I invest in a lot of companies and I brainstorm for a lot of companies. That's why that. people get me involved. I love and, that. Please uh, come get involved, man. We yeah, would love to have do. you. James, we're going to do this race, so uh we're going to start to look at what this needs to look like from a lineup standpoint. But we're going to we're probably going to have to uh you know, soup your bike up a little bit. We'll do a little bit of James Altucher work on it. We've done a lot of custom yeah. label bikes. We'll do that for you guys. And, uh, you know, if anyone wants to learn more about us uh, online, it's scootybike.ca has uh, all the, all of our different colors and the combinations. And, uh, you know, we're a publicly traded company in the United States and in Canada uh, and over in Europe. And we trade on the OTC. Um, so please check us out and, uh, you know, if you like what you see, James, let's talk because uh, Fortnite, that gets me excited. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, Matt, uh, Ray J, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate the, the, the bike and your work on it. And I'm going to keep brainstorming. You're going you're gonna to hear from me. Come on in. Whenever okay. you need a, an analyst, let me know. I'll come on and, 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 and be an analyst for the show. I got a lot of All ideas right. too. All right, excellent. I, I will do. I'm going right. to take you up on that. You're going to be getting calls from me. Come so, on, let's go. So, all right, you guys. I'll, I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. I all appreciate right. this. Salute. Thank you. James, grateful for your time. Thank you very much, James. It was a pleasure. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, pleasure.